to Life on Mars, a podcast about technology, entrepreneurship, and innovation. You will listen to stories of the best founders, inventors, experts, and celebrities from all around the galaxy. Hey everyone, it's Alex, CEO of Marsbase. For this episode, we're going to remember one of our very first technical events, the Martian Tech Talks, in which we interviewed Eduardo Manchon, CEO and founder of MailTrack. MailTrack, an email tracking company from Barcelona, was initially founded by Nacho González Barros, founder of Infojobs, Neurona, Numba, among other companies. In this episode, we're going to be talking about growth hacking, app store optimization, bootstrapping a company, and other topics. Although this conversation happened two years ago, the content is still very relevant. Today, MailTrack is one of the most renowned Barcelona-based startups. Their numbers are way higher than what Eduardo mentions in this episode. So to give you a little bit of context, we thought it would be a great idea to recover this interview before we host him again on the podcast. So enjoy this episode. For this first edition, we are very honored to have Eduardo as our guest. Eduardo, back in the day, he joined, I mean, he studied human uh, computer interaction, sorry, psychology, and he specialized in human com- computer interaction. He had his, one of the first clients, like Aisha, right, to, to make UX back in the day, it was called human computer interaction. And then in the world of startups, he joined Loquo early in the day as well. And you were in the, in the, in the early beginnings of Loquo, you accompanied them to actually selling to eBay. Then you found the Panoramio, probably there was another company in between. I don't know about that. No, no, no. No, no, no other no. company. That's great. And you sold it to Google in 2007. Mm-hmm. Probably the Spanish startup with most impact worldwide because if you see images on Google Maps, it's partly because of them or a big part because of them. And the company, I think it was, well, the project was shut down some months ago or a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So yeah. it, was, it stayed there for almost 10 years, which is not usual at Google. And now he joined forces with Nacho González Barros, co-founder of Infojobs, Salir.com, Neurona, Neumba, and a lot of companies here in, in Barcelona. So you guys now do email tracking, right? Basically, mm-hmm. right now you are, you've got this, uh, this plugin that does email tracking. Can you give the audience the pitch of what your company does? So we are basically an email tracking company that offers a service through double checks inside Gmail. So you, when you start the extension, you see the double checks, and one check, the email has been sent, two checks when the email has been read. And we integrate that inside Gmail. So you see it without any other uh, um, integration, but uh, inside your inbox. And then uh, we provide related services like notifications, uh, real-time notifications, link tracking. We have a dashboard. We provide extra services. And uh, it's a very simple feature that pretty useful for other people that use it to know when the email has been opened. It can be used both for productivity or for uh, sales. Most of our growth, it's from people that use it for productivity, but actually the people that they are paying, they do it more for sales. So they, they get a real value of that. Can you give an example of how salespeople are using your product? Sure. Then you typically, a salesperson will send an email with a proposal to a potential customer. And then uh, for them, it's very important to know if the email has been open or not. If the customer is not interested, normally they don't spend more time with that customer. They save, they save a lot of time. And then if the customer opens the email, normally they take the chance to call right at that moment because then they know the client is reading the email and then he's hot. 
Uh, and then he's not in the toilet or eating or wherever. He might be in the toilet. I mean, we check yeah. the. We, I check. Well, but if you are checking your email in the, in the toilet, then you are ready to <laughs> to receive a call. Then. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I wanted to ask because you mentioned the, the the whole thing with the double check. So it's something that we're going to be covering a little bit mm -hmm. more into the interview because it's good as a PR. But how well did that? Uh, help you to explain the product in the early beginnings, where like raising money or going to sales. Uh, in Spain, that where we raise the money, we have WhatsApp, and WhatsApp had the double check from the very beginning. So we said always the double the WhatsApp double check for Gmail. So it was a very instant explanation. So everybody knew about the, the WhatsApp double check. So that for Gmail. Oh, cool! Because when it was the the it's actually the first email uh, tracking service was this double check for WhatsApp. It's pretty common there. So it was easy to sell the idea, and then uh, it was easy to, to talk to journalists and, and explain what MailTrack did. If you talk about email tracking, it's more for insiders. So exactly what is email tracking exactly about? But the double check thing, at the end, like people understand much better the, the, the concept and the use than the technology. Email tracking at the end, uh, afterwards, it's, it's just the technology behind a service. I was going to ask, so that we can give a little bit of context here, because mm. when people talk about their companies, even more so in the startup world, it's very easy to say, yeah, we're the leaders in the market, we're so good, you should download our app, we've got so many users, but what are the key metrics that you can share with us so that we have a little bit of context of where you guys yeah. are right now? So we have like 22,000 paying customers, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. We are a cheap product anyway, because basically we we charge people you want to, because we insert a mail track signature in the, at the bottom of every email you send. Says send with mail track, like send with my iPhone, but with mail track send send with mail track, and then you can remove that manually every every email you send. But this it's a, it's kind of boring, and for some people that they, they they use it for sales. If they forget it, they may have trouble with the, with the customers. Customers they don't like to be uh, tracked. So it's actually not nice. So if you want to remove that forever, then you pay, and then MailTrack Synergy will not appear anymore. Then this is, a, this is the reason to, to pay for MailTrack. And it's a pretty uh, cheap service, like four euros per month, 20, uh, 59 euros per year. 22,000 people, they, they pay for it. We have 700,000 active users, monthly active users, and then we have in total 2.5 million signups. Actually, those are pretty decent figures. I mean, there are big startups that have less customers than us, like even unicorns, but, but of course they charge much more. We are a B2C company, so we cannot charge that much for the moment. We don't have a B2B sales approach, but we are very similar to Dropbox. We are B2C2B, so we infiltrate companies that are like, uh, like LinkedIn. There are 300 people in LinkedIn using MailTrack, at Google 200, at Ransat. 900 at in the American universities, 1,000 people in New York University, for example, using us. So, and then at a certain point, it would make sense to send someone there to say, hey, you want to pay for this service? And then, of course, the price will be much different. But for the moment, we don't want to go into that. That's great. Before we go into the actual uh, growth hacks, I know all these people are waiting for the growth hacking tips, right? Let's go for the last question before that is, do you know how these companies are using you? So do you have any sort of understanding why are you inside LinkedIn or Randstad or this and that? Well, they, it's, uh, you, you tell me that I, didn't think that I shouldn't talk about virality, yeah. but because we have this, sign, this signature, when yeah. people that they don't want to pay, they're inside the company, 
when they see they send themselves emails and they don't remove the signature yeah. because it's it's a it's a it's a colleague, so workmates you don't care that much. It it boosts your productivity if you know when your colleague has read your email or not, if it's urgent or whatever is something important. So at the end, everybody inside the company is the probably that that gets an email with this signature and then they ask to each other and then they introduce to each other and then they say, hey, I'm using Meltra. Oh, what's that? So one of the first growth hacks that we're going to cover is mm -hmm. this one, right? Actually, the, mm -hmm. the signature mm -hmm. that if we understood better is that you get it there in the freemium model, you get mm -hmm. it for free and you can manually remove it every time, but it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so well, people the, pay for that. Yeah, the hack is that since we are an extension, we inject JavaScript so we can do anything we want inside your Gmail eight hours per day. <laughs> so we don't do very bad things, but then to remove the signature, instead of removing manually, it's a, it's a piece of text, yeah. We add a, a red button, a red X, that indicates press here to remove it. Yep. So everybody somehow understands that. So we, when you remove it, we display a pop-up and saying, hey, want to remove it forever? Pay. So then the first, very first two weeks, uh, you get very seldom this, this pop-up, but the, after two weeks, you get it always, you remove the signature. And then some people, they don't like it at all, but then they are no good customers for us. If uh, they don't want to pay and they don't want to, to stand the, the, the advertising and they don't want to spend even the time to remove it, but it's a very clear, a fair deal. You pay or you get the advertising. You pay or you help us uh, grow. grow. So, and then most of the people, they, they have no trouble with that. And then the, the, the trick is this X button. When they, they told me about Join Mail Track, I was pretty excited because they are always a, the largest problem in any, pro, in any product, in any startup, is, is growth at the very beginning. And to get traction, I, I, I got invited to many startups at the very beginning, but the risk that doesn't work is pretty high. And if you are expecting a, a miraculous hack, yeah. you need to have something natural that belongs to the product. So anything strange will never work. It can be very simple as Mail Track Signature. I mean, it, it may be something very simple, like in Typeform, it's powered by Typeform. Yeah. It, it looks very, very modest thing, but it's, it's, it's really powerful because forms are done to be displayed for other people. Yeah. So it, it's a natural growth. In the signature, emails are, are made to be sent so other people may see it. And then uh, that's, uh, that's the, the good thing about MailTrack, and it did seduce me that we have a natural growth system. Even one person using Maltrack could bring other people. So you don't need uh, anything crazy. So this one in particular for me strikes me as the most creative in the sense that it had been invented before, but you're using it for growth because it becomes viral, but you, you also use it for sales because you upsell people, right? Mm -hmm. Was this intended? Well, the, uh, not really. Uh, we didn't know there was that much value in removing the signature. But then we realized that people wanted to pay for to remove it. I mean, for us, it wasn't, it wasn't advertising. We saw it uh, as sent with your iPhone, sent with iPhone or wherever, more or more like something there. But it took us some time to realize that, after all, it was just the traditional model. With ads for free, no ads, you pay. It's, you get it in WordPress, you get it in thousands of, of services that if you want to remove this, the, the advertising, you need to pay. And then we have been tuning the message to our customers. And then the message that react better is remove ads from your professional emails because it's a kind of shame to have ads in your professional emails. <laughs> so the professionals, they get it quickly. 
So if they want to remove it, they, they, just, they just pay. I mean, you mentioned it very briefly, and you didn't go into much detail here, but some people leave the signature on purpose. Like, hey, I'm tracking you, so you better reply to that email. Yeah, yeah, so that gave, gave us the idea that we still don't do it. Like, we could have another business model that would be keeping the signature, yeah. charging for keeping the signature. Of course, we cannot do that. Yeah. But uh, yes, it's, it's true that some people, they want, to be, they want to scare the recipient of the email. And then and they, so they know that they have been tracked. So please reply to me because I know you read my email. And then we had a verse, we, we, we made jokes about making a, a scary signature. Hey, you have been tracked. <laughs> you better reply. Some scary faces and... Anything like that. Yeah. It could be something, there is an industry that people that they send emails that they are legally um, valid. I don't really know the, the concept. Yeah. But uh, that uh, you can, you for example, you don't pay your rent and then someone gives you a warning. Oh, so yeah. there is an industry of that. But this industry is based in two facts. The real legal value of that and the value, the scary value. We cannot give the legal one, but the scary one is pretty easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> so it's, it's basically saying the, the recipient knows, that uh, the sender knows that you opened the, that email. We could display it. We, we still didn't develop that, but there is an idea for the future, of course. Yeah, because you guys are monetizing B2C, which is the most complex thing ever, and actually being doing well. Why? But I, don't, I don't think it's the most complex well, thing I ever. Mean, to, to become profitable in the short run, for instance, right? But there seems to be that the B2B is much more easy to, to monetize and to actually... Depending on your profile. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> you so, seem to like B2C. Why well, do you choose it? Well, my profile is, uh, my background is in psychology and in UX. So uh, for me, it's somehow the easiest part, uh, it's to, to create a good product. Yeah. So a good product tends to be possible to be sold. So you can sell a good product. But for B2B, the product sometimes is not that good, but it's something that matches the company needs. So you don't need know that those needs because you don't know that, that uh, you have no work in that industry and you don't know what the, the, the decision maker of that company really needs. It's hard to you, for you to create a product that mm -hmm. will, will help them. So even you think it's a good idea for companies, the, the decision maker may, may, may not see, him, see it like that. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's really, really much easier to sell B2C products. And how about, uh, going back to the signature, what a, because you, you said that you ac sort of accidentally found that this was working in both ways, growing and upselling people. What other things have you learned with the signature? Yeah, the signature, well, it brings like 15% of our signups. And then, yeah, some people, they, from the very first moment, they see the signature and then they, they give up. Yeah. We need to check if we can do something about that because we want to recover those users. But our business model is based on that. Maybe we could give uh, a version that, well, like in the first week or the second week, no signature. Yeah. But sooner or later, it's going to be the moment that the signature appears. I don't know if it's going to be more with painful a, or less painful. With a scary pop-up, like the signature is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah like music in the background, something exactly. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we do some A-B testing. Yeah. to see how it works. The only actionable reason we can do something about that peop why, why people un un uninstall MailTrack. Have you actually A-B tested the results on that, different no, signatures? No, no. Or? Mm, no well, we, we did it with different signatures in the past when we first implemented the signature and the one we have now is the most natural one sent with MailTrack. Yeah, we could like, be more explicit, like uh, 
sent with email tracking service MailTrack. Kind of redundant yeah. because of the name. So the name is kind of scary. So it's good for some things, but for other stuff. So with the name MailTrack, it's clearly tracking the emails. On the other hand, some people, they hate it because it sounds like that. So we, even, we have been involved in, in, in issues in the States. CNN journalists that used MailTrack. Do you remember this Donald Trump meme that he was hitting yeah, uh, the CNN president or something like with the... WWF, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then the journalist tried to know who was the author of that and used MailTrack. He was using MailTrack. And then another Trump supporter realized it and then he accused him of using phishing techniques through MailTrack. That what is really impossible. Yeah. But who cares about the truth if you have, you have a good story? So then he gave us some PR in the US. Yeah, like relatively relevant people were installing MailTrack and then even were reading the, the, our hub. So that to check if we really ne- did a negative PR did help you to grow in users. Did you notice a peak on your um, not not really not, not a big peak. Yeah, but uh, in in users, but in relevance probably yes. Because you seem to have part of your a large part of your user base is in the US. I mean, yeah, it's like why a, do you think it is that way when you started first of all in Spain from like explaining a concept that is very very rooted in Spain like WhatsApp double check that maybe back in the day it was not so popular in the US. Well, the, there are several reasons, but the, the, I think the main one is the, is the Chrome Store. The, the Chrome Store, where you have the extensions and the apps, this is a pretty misunderstood uh, marketplace for, for extension for apps. I mean, first, extensions, very few people think about extensions like a business. It looks more like a feature. If you go there, the top 100, they are one third is they are ad blockers, the other third, they are VPN, blah, blah, blah things. Then the one, 20% is, uh, are those people that they, they, they hijack your, your affiliates. They change your affiliates for other affiliates oh, wow. to earn the money. Yeah. The, the Israelis are especially good at that. <laughs> and uh, you remember those toolbars that, uh, that Softonic installed. Yeah. And, and, then, uh, and then there is very few products. But it seems that uh, it, seems, no, it has a lot of traffic. We get daily 1.7 million impressions in the Chrome store. That means uh, monthly 50,000 installs. So that's a lot of exposure. And then a lot of room to improve, actually. The Chrome Store is, is pretty much used. But it, no one seems to take it very seriously, not even Google. The dashboard that offers to developers with some basic stats is totally wrong. It's not reliable. Yeah. And then you just add some keywords to your profile and optimize a little bit the, the images you display and your your uh, install rate skyrockets. It's pretty easy to, to, to make SEO for uh, the Chrome Store. That would be the second hack, right? So the first yeah. one, the signature, you would say the second one, in order, or maybe not in order of importance, but mm. would be optimizing for the Chrome Store because it's yeah. undervalued by people? Yes, so, so you, very few people, they really compete there. So a lot of large companies that they offer a secondary service there too. So at the end, so there's a lot of, uh, so it's a gap for you to publish an extension and to get styles. And if you make, create an extension, uh, an app for, for, the, for iPhone, for the iOS, then you have to compete with a lot of people. You will get yeah. very few extensions for Android. But in, in the, I think there is, a, there is an opportunity in the, in the Chrome extension, in the Chrome store. Yeah, because it seems to me that most of the most downloaded Chrome applications mm. and all of that, they are either like Salesforce, HubSpot, and this and that, like really huge companies that they see this as a fraction of their income. Hmm. And then 
products that are not real companies, mm. right? So you start there with a real company. So mm. how do you actually optimize the detail view, so the page for the mail track extension? What are a few tips that you can give to the audience? Yeah, so the, the few tips are like, uh, uh, you have yeah, very, very basic things because they don't have really any real page rank or similar. Well, they, they may have something. Basically, by, by writing three times Gmail inside my description, I got first when you search for Gmail. Yeah. As easy as that. Great. And so I wrote Gmail, email, three times, and some other keywords. I was interested, I was interested in appearing in the first results. Yeah. And of course, we have a lot of stalls, and then we have also very good reviews, like 6,000. Uh, it seems, and, but still, we were not ranking in those concepts. Just by adding those keywords in our description in the Chrome Store, we skyrocket, and also in the title. So we have uh, email tracking for Gmail and inbox. This is our, our, the title of our extension. So it was relatively easy. And then for, for the results, when someone searched for something, for the search results inside the Chrome Store. But then you also can appear as a related extension. So someone is watching any other extension and then they are like related products. So then to optimize, we just wrote like compatible with some competitors. And then, mm. of course, if you write any, any competitor you have, imagine HubSpot sales. If someone searches for HubSpot sales, we will appear there too. So if you write any other keywords or very popular extensions, you may appear also in the first results or as related. And then if you also another way to increase the, the, the that was for increasing the exposure, but to increase the click through rate, also the, the, the small thumbnails that you are allowed, that you mm -hmm. choose to display there, that uh, people see when they, you are listed, like in a, you know, in a grid. So then you need to explain very quickly with one image, what do you do? And you, the whole title, you cannot see it. So you only can see like three, four words of your title. So the keywords there are pretty important and you can write text inside the image, of course. So, so far we have been, we, we changed even the, cons the contrast. Our designer at the very beginning did something very fancy, but with the, where the uh, text didn't have very much contrast against the, the background. And then we increased the contrast and then the 25% more styles. And why? Because it had so many impressions. It's crazy. 1.7 million impressions daily we have there. Did you actually A-B test also the images? Yeah, actually, no. Today we started one. We changed the background color to red, to cherry red, to see... If and? it's really bumps there, okay. Uh, I will tell you in a week. How about the the text here? Did you A/B test it? Because it seems to me like you're optimizing for Google Chrome that looks like it operates like Google before it was Google, before there was PageRank, right? You put mm. a lot of of the keywords there, and then all of a sudden you're the first one. Seems to, yeah, yeah it seems to. So so basically at the end it's like you just write the keywords as in the very very early times of, of the search engines and where still meta keywords mattered. And then you just position yourself where you want to appear. So if someone is, someone is searching for extension for Gmail, you want to appear there. So we wrote the word Gmail in our title and in, in the description several times, like four or five times. And then we are interested in, we have an ex the extension works also for e Google Inbox, one of the few ones. So we, we added there too, very visible. Of course, the, word, the, the keywords as email tracking, as link tracking, trace, like every, every related in, uh, keyword with that. Depending on your product, you can, you can uh, add the name of the competitors, as I mentioned before, or anything somehow related to. 
That, that's good. You're actually also competing in the Google App Store. That is even more exclusive and more left behind. Yeah, we, yeah, that's... There are like 20 extensions there. Well, in, uh, no, there are more. You, you are talking about G Suite. G Suite, yeah. It changes names several times, so okay. it's kind of mess. No one knows what's that. Probably. So I don't know. Yeah. If, uh, so the, this Google Apps for your domain, at the, the after was Google Apps, and then after is G Suite. G Suite, yeah. Technically, it's like apps for people that use G Suite, so for companies. So yeah. we also have a kind of app there. That actually, basically, what it does is to install the extension. But it's it's not even a chance to position yourself. You cannot search by concepts. You need to search by the name of the extension. I don't really know how it works. So you gotta optimize for you know on SEO on Google. Mm. You gotta optimize in each one of these markets, mm. right? One of the other things we wanted to cover because you said first hack is you know the signature. The second hack is the as the uh, optimizing for the Chrome extensions and so on. And the third one would be PR because you mentioned it in the beginning. But I yeah, don't well, see how we have PR a, can be a we had a very hack. good PR guy. Yeah. Uh, so the very uh, so the first years, and then he helped a lot. But the truth is that not only for PR, but for also user experience, when you cannot explain your product in a very simple way with very few words and without any possible mistake, you have trouble with user experience, with playing the business model, and you, of course, will have trouble with PR. In our case, this WhatsApp double check for Gmail, everybody understood, and the journalists, they just love it. So whenever a journal, you approach a journalist with that approach, was the golden times of WhatsApp. But at that time, was kind of a revolutionary, and they they were sold to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. And then so the journalists they they love to have something that oh. I mean when it I mean journalists they are not especially educated people in technology, yeah. so you need to talk their language. So the double check for WhatsApp was much more effective than email tracking. It's an easy pitch, right? Yeah, so it's a, that's a, they need that. Yeah, need a sentence. Yeah, and then the of course the title of the, the the of the of the article was always the same, like double check or check marks, something with the checks. Yeah, this they got it. You also got. I, I remember that at the very beginning you were using in the website like WhatsApp double check on your inbox, and then you removed it. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, at certain point you get popular, <laughs> you get an email from WhatsApp well. saying. Cease and desist. Is that a signal that you are crushing it? That was my question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it means that it's working so well that it reached WhatsApp. It's yeah. a problem. It's a nice problem to have. It's Don't worry. Nice... If you have two thousand installs, no one is going to send you an email. Yeah. Would you actually <laughs> advise people here who are probably I don't know, not a clone of well, MailTrack because you guys have no chance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But if they are doing something similar, they, they can well, use they somebody like else's name. Yeah, even with the video, with the same video, <laughs> they've got on the website. That was ridiculous. The, the, the watch we have is <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> it's good. These guys, well, they created something. They created cloning, right? Yeah, so yeah. I remember just for fun, I sent them an email. Hey guys, what are you doing? But like very friendly. And it's and we didn't copy trace. you. We didn't copy you. The name is Mail Trace. So it's like they, they changed two letters, actually, something like that. And no, but that, that's that that would be some sort of advice. I mean, can you use somebody else's name, even if it's probably not legal, morally questionable? But until you receive that letter, is it okay? Well, sure. I mean, I don't think it's really illegal to use yeah. the name for an explanation. I mean, if this, uh, I mean, if you will go to court, assuming you will have the money to to go to court in the U.S. WhatsApp has, so, has got money, yeah. Eh? WhatsApp has got money, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, I mean, but not us. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but assuming, so then they need to demonstrate that that you are confusing customers. So it's, yeah. it's not only that. 
it's like with brands and so on. I mean, if the name induces to confusion, yeah, then it's a problem. If it's not, it's not a problem. But of course, then if you are there a couple of years sending lawyers yeah. to the US and American lawyers are not cheap, so we didn't want to have any trouble because we were in the Chrome store. So it's uh, not that. That the time we got the email, we remove it. What's the future of MailTrack? Where are you guys headed to? What do you want to accomplish? So we want to be somehow the analytics of the of your the emails you sent. So you know what happens in your website, but you don't know what happens with, with your emails, the emails you sent. You don't have any any analytics and all that that helps you to be more productive. Of course, I mean you have it for one too many emails. You have uh, email marketing tools, but not for your own email sent from Gmail. So then, and then for other people, they use that. They use their own email. They don't send mass emails. So then if uh, we, can, we can help you providing those analytics, for the moment, we only uh, offer, we tell you who has opened the email and, and when. We, we tell you when your in links have been clicked. That is very important information. And for salespeople, they value very much. If the email has been read many times, That's a very strong sign that the customer is interested. Yeah. But if the if a link has been clicked, the customer is really interested. So they spend even more time with this customer. If we could track attachments, that's even a better sign. If a customer opens the attachment, he is really interested. Yeah. So they and then there's a lot of information you don't know about. And then also if the email has been replied or not to help you with the follow-up. So there is a lot of information regarding your emails that we could Uh, tell you about and even send you notifications. Imagine we still don't do it. We, we tell you when an email has been, how many times has been opened. Imagine we send you a notification when an email has opened five times. It means it has been forwarded to the rest of the company. So it means that it's, uh, that you should spend a lot of time with this potential customer. And imagine a, a call lead that suddenly came to life. It means you send an email one month ago, and then this, people, this person is reading the, that email. Oh, it means something about it. So it's time to, to try to, 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 to work with that customer. So it's a lot of an analytics about your email. You can think about that like as, as a Google Analytics for your sent emails that actually can, make, can, make your, can help your, to boost your sales. For the moment, we are perceived, we are in the very beginning of, of this road. Just offering the, the email tracking and the link tracking feature. That's great. The last question is, if you were to go back in time and start a company again, that, that's, I know it's a really cliche question, right? Sure. Everybody does that. If you went back in time to create MailTrack again, would you use the same techniques or would you like to try something new? No, no, it worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what's, what's better? We are making uh, one million per, at the end of this year. Great. So you're giving a, a SaaS service. Yeah. It's basically based on software with 50% of our customers in the U.S. So it's like, can't be better. It, it may have been faster. For uh, we, we are four years now, so I think it's, it's pretty good. We have a, a, a bright future in front of us because we have a lot of customers. So it's a matter of giving them more value. And we already collected a lot of information. So we know what they consider value. So it's easy to increase the ARPU, the benefit, and the price or, or like, uh, of the product in the future to earn more money. We are in the moment when Google, when they bought Panoramio, they went like six months before they came and they tried to uh, uh, hire us. So they wanted to hire us and to, to close Panoramio. So then we were forced 
to think about that, okay, how is to work for Google? They give you a kind of compensation, but of course it's not like a real acquisition. So we were thinking about that, making checking the analytics, checking the, the roadmap, and then we realized that the, the, the value was not in the, in the panoramia at that moment, but in the know-how we had okay. and in the customers. And then we decided to, to decline the acquire. And then like six months later, they came back. Yeah. Yeah, they were not angry. We thought they would be very angry. <laughs> they really no. wanted you. I mean, if you had had mail track, you would have seen like still opening those emails, <laughs> like the rejection emails. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, they liked us from the very beginning, but yeah. I mean, you never know what your customers need. I mean, they say always companies, they get acquired. They, are, they, don't get, they don't get sold. You can do very much to sell your company, but it needs to be someone that is interested in you. Yeah. So at that moment, Google needed our pictures for Google Earth. They had satellite pictures, very nice. But I mean, from satellite, you cannot see really very much uh, yeah. a place. So they needed uh, uh, surface pictures, and we were the, the only providers. It matched. Who knows about Meltrack if, if we match in their roadmap of someone or not. Yeah. It depends more on them than on us. Have you received any kind of legal or customer that's uh, angry about that? Are you tracking their emails? Well, no, legal things, not. Meltrack helps you to do tracking. But it's you, the one that is doing is tracking the recipient. Yeah. So if the recipient doesn't like it, then it's a problem between you and the recipient somehow. Yeah. And the law actually, it's a, it's it's a, uh, it's it's more affected by that. Yeah. Uh, so so legally, it doesn't affect us directly. It it may affect in the future if uh, if uh, the legislation changes, but for the moment we are protected somehow. And then, of course, depends on the country, will, will be a different one. Yeah, some people, they, they don't like the service, but the, the other day was a very, a very popular entrepreneur, Mariano Martino, yeah, in Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Yeah, and then the Bonilista, I don't know if you follow it, David Bonilla, <laughs> they, he talked about that, saying, is that fear or not? I mean, but of course, then was always like, this, this angry tweet, the person that was put in the tweet, was angry against people that was dragging him using Meltrack, but I wasn't angry against Meltrack. Yeah, I would be like being angry against MailChimp. Yeah, Gmail, somehow like that. Yeah. But then, and then I was having a, kind of a discussion with him, yeah. a little bit like saying, okay, you know, the post service offers this, this uh, red receipt since 100 years ago. Outlook, Microsoft yeah. Outlook. <laughs> yeah, Outlook too. So it's a very old service. So first it's a very old concept. Second, then it's true that when the postman comes to your home and then you need to sign so you know that you have been tracked. And in the case of MailTrack, we are not, we don't provide that service. If you receive it and you don't want to sign, I mean, who is the evil there? I mean, you want to read it, who belongs to the email that I sent to you? Yeah. To you that received or to me that I sent it? From a technical perspective, it's opened in your computer, so somehow is your privacy there. But it's true that I, uh, sent, done, that I sent it to you. I have somehow the right to know if you have opened it. Yeah. Then, of course, like any technology could be used to harass people, but it's like mobile phones. Yeah. Because you have a mobile phone, you can be harassed at any time. Yeah. But does it mean that it's a... Exactly. I mean, depends how you use it. And then uh, we even have a white list. So if someone really has trouble with that, you have a, we have a form. Yeah. So uh, you can uh, add yourself and then you cannot be tracked. I mean, it's, so it's like the, with a double check of WhatsApp. When they made it official, some people they got angry about, but how many people have you seen to disable it? Yeah, no, not, not a lot. Very right? few, I yeah, know, a couple a of people. Most people are lazy, right? And they're just like, well... So no, first is laziness. I don't understand but it. But it's really handy. I mean, yeah. I mean, someone also in this thread was saying, hey, I sent something to customers 
And then they ha I have trouble if they have not read the, they have trouble if they have not read the email. Yeah. Because it's important email. So if they have not read it, then I call them by phone. Yeah. But it wasn't like trying to sell only. It was for really a, like a critical information. Well, I don't know, remember that guy was a kind of... Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's not only... The, the use of fullness is not only to, to push sales, but to any kind of uh, situation where to know if the email has been open or not is relevant. Yeah, think of, for instance, if you're, you know, you've got your gas installation home and before email, they used to call you like, hey, you need to have this checked. Mm. And nowadays they just send you an email. It's your problem if you read it or not. Mm. But it's your problem because your life might be at risk, right? Yeah, so yeah. they need I mean, to have this sort of tool. It's very funny that in a, in a city hall in Elche, 160 people use MailTrack. All right. Yes, one of the, the nicest discoveries. Top customers. Uh, yeah, and then I, I, I try to talk to them and then I send some emails and then they tell us, yeah, I mean, it's pretty important for us to know if, if the, the citizen, they got the email because also impacts our, the quality of our service and so on. So they, it was very fair the use they, they did of the tool. I was talking to a VC today and they told me like, ah, I want to come, can I talk to them? Because we need to have this sort of service in our company mm. because we're sending like the entrepreneurs like the term sheets mm. and some contracts and requiring some reporting, this and that. So it's actually, we want to prevent entrepreneurs in, from going into legal trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So when are you going to start doing the B2B? That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, we, we didn't think about that. I think we have a, still a long road. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it uh, depends also how, how things evolve because we still grow very much in B2C. Yeah. And then we monetize uh, only a small part. I think we can monetize much better than we do, adding more value to the product. So it's not on the, on the roadmap. And, and then I'm not this kind of, I'm not this kind of profile that we move into B2B. So yeah. probably we'll need someone that help us yeah. into that. And then I don't know if at that moment uh, it will make sense to me in the, be in the company or not. Yeah. But I think like, I don't expect less than two years to move into that. But okay. of course, I mean, we should prepare it before we see that that's the path. Where are your user space? 50% are in the US. How about the rest? Yeah, it's like 50% in the US. I mean, the paying customers, huh? Yeah. I'm talking paying about customers. paying customers. That's good. And then it's like... Uh, 30% uh, rich countries, like we define, Western okay. Europe, Japan, like uh, with the highest income levels, and then like around 20% uh, from uh, the rest of the world. Uh, like we have a, a very strong presence in India and Brazil, okay. uh, uh, but uh, of course they don't monetize that well. The largest country in customers nowadays is, is India. So what's the distribution from the, all the users, not only paying users? Yeah, I would say like uh, like India just reached or is around to be the same numbers in the US. Yeah. And then the third one is uh, Brazil. And then fourth one, maybe Spain, something like that. No or surprise the, in the, the top 10? Any surprise like San Marino UK, or something like that? No, no, Andorra is uh, <laughs> not there. No, no, I don't think like, they like uh, to be tracked anyways, right? Yeah, <laughs> the UK, I think it's like same level like than Spain. Yeah, it might be some uh, kind of... Uh, Asian country, they are Indonesia, something like that. We are one of the very few free services, e email tracking services that they are. This is another hack that they didn't say because okay. Which it's one? not this really is a hack. bonus hack. I mean, it's like, I mean, we are the, the one of the very one of the few free email tracking services and unlimited. So most of our competitors, ninety percent, yeah, or ninety-five percent, they they limit the, the amount of emails, track emails you can send monthly. Mm. Maybe 10, maybe 50, depends. So you cannot use it in, on a daily basis. 
you only can check the, the service. Of course, that's very important to grow. And in a lot of the tools that I use for email tracking, there are bigger tools with a lot of functionalities that they also do email tracking, right? But it's not their forte and therefore they're, they're not super yeah, specialized. Like yeah, you. we are somehow yeah. alone in that space, yeah. along with our clones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, that, uh, Mail trace. Yeah, the, we have, there are other services, like for example, Boomerang, yeah. uh, that they, they actually don't do email tracking, not but yet. they use email tracking technology to, for example, like uh, Boomerang that email uh, yeah. to your inbox again. For example, you can say, if this email has not been open in three days, then Boomerang mm. to my inbox. That's much more complex products. And actually, the, many customers, they use Meltrock and Boomerang together. Because we give, uh, they don't give tracking for every single email. They just give associated services. Mm -hmm. So and then other any some other like competitors like uh, Strike. Yeah. I know you know it and or Jesware. They spot, yeah. they are more like uh, CRM oriented. We don't want to move into that space because uh, they they add a lot of features inside your Gmail space, and so or some people like to have a very simple UI. Yeah. At uh, the one no one touches. Your uh, their Gmail. So your this simplicity comes because you studied human computer interaction. Well, no, not really. It wasn't my idea. Okay. The double check thing. <laughs> no, okay. no, but I saw it as a very brilliant thing. Was one of the the reasons why I joined MailTrack. Okay, um, maybe you want to have the last words to say why they should use MailTrack or some sort of advice for them and, and thank them for coming. So no, <laughs> I just want to thank you for coming, and I hope uh, that uh, has been useful and interesting. And if you have any other questions, we are going to be around having some beers. No, I mean, uh, female track, uh, it sells alone in that sense. I mean, it's a pretty simple thing. It's nothing to say wonderful. I mean, it's a, I, I created a, a kind of retention feature that was the reminders uh, that uh, when you have not read an email in 24 hours, we send you an email saying, yeah. uh, warning you about that. So it's kind of, a, of a insurance because you may have trouble if one of your email hasn't been read. After mm -hmm. 24 hours. Uh, yeah, so, it's, it's useful because sometimes yeah. you just send a lot of emails. Some of them you don't care if they don't get replied, but that one needs to be replied. All right. Thank you very much. Let's give him a big round of applause to Eduardo. Oh. We are Mars based, an all remote consultancy from Barcelona, specializing in web and mobile development. We help all kinds of companies, from startups to big corporations to conceptualize, design, and develop solutions for their business using technology. And now, how can we help you?